0: What up y'all? Warframe. The Gun <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is your Division 2 podcast. Warframe came up before uh, any other topic and the fastest it's ever come up. The fastest it's ever come up.
0: Uh all right. Now that you're done with your Warframe references, uh and uh, Press the Press podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is obviously Dr. Nagel. Uh Dollar Sauce Mega Construct. Eliteness, Trelephant, and Zero Burn. I know we seem like we got a full house, but a couple of these guys are just here for the intro. They're going to drop out, and then uh, later we'll be back when we talk about the division two. So, how y'all doing tonight? Good.
1: We're, We're live.
2: Life is going.
3: What's up, Trelephant? You got has got a cool name. I like it. It's it's a simple but effective. Like
1: elephant. Not simple. So. Like I mean. sauce is pretty wicked too. Here's my question. Why up. was
2: I relegated to the end of the list again? Because the name a Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your name has a read, Z in it. I I
0: read from top to the bottom with the mind with the obsession of Dr. Niggle because somebody had to speak out of turn. Damn. Uh, Damn. Frame
1: how you do it. uh squeaky wheel gets the gets the chicken. I don't know how that expression goes.
0: Grease, grease. Yeah. Squeaky wheel gets grease. You know,
1: I don't care for John Travolta.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there yet? Uh, uh, I'm not even gonna try with that. Nope. Um so Rimworld got an update that you guys are excited about. What's did, that all I- about?
1: I put that on the list because Omega brought it up earlier today, and I know that we have some GSers that play RimWorld. So yeah, Omega, you want to say anything about
4: it? Yeah, it's kind of insane. Uh, So uh, I've been following RimWorld for years now. I first got on board with this game back when it was in Alpha 4, and, I mean, the game was barely even a fraction of what it is today, and I've been following it for years. I've got like seven hundred some odd hours on my Steam library, but probably closer to three thousand when you add the pre-Steam Alphas on there. And this new update is just a huge addition and departure from what Rimworld players have have come to know and love about the game. And it was totally unexpected. There was absolutely no warning that this was coming. Um just a, a About within the last week or so, they updated to version one point one, which is the first major update since the full release, and then they dropped this huge DLC on us, and it's it's pretty crazy. It adds a whole new elements of gameplay. It's it's called the royalty update. So now there's uh, this new faction that is like this intergalactic royalty. That you can gain favor with, and they give you tasks and quests, and they bequeath titles upon your pawns. And it's it it looks absolutely insane. It adds crazy new weaponry and gear and items and uh psionic powers. and it, it it's adding in all these elements of like everything from dune to Warhammer forty k vibes. and it's it's super cool, super exciting. And Ribworld is, i mean like i said i've been following this forever when it was literally one guy making this game on his own and when it first started it was literally using visual assets stolen from prison prison uh, yeah prison architect and to see it have come this far it's now like i think the fourth highest rated game on steam uh it is has such a huge dedicated community and it, it you know it's I'm thrilled for the opportunity to throw another 20 bucks at this developer, because like this is one of those stories that we as gamers love to see of this independent developer coming up with an amazing idea, growing it for with nothing but his own hard work from the ground up, and not screwing the player base, not trying to milk him for money. This is the first time he's asked for money since players bought the game. It's it's incredible. I'm super excited for it. And anybody who doesn't play Room World, if you're into Colony Manager, Sims, uh, War Crime Simulators, yeah. uh, you like the idea of being able to uh, feed your genetically engineered colonists the remains of their enemies, and uh, you know it. The levels of absurdity that this game can allow you to do are just delightful. I encourage everybody to try it as uh, omega brought up
1: uh, Warhammer 40k this is absolutely a uh, Warhammer 40k update it's not specifically labeled as such but the the royalty aspect a lot of the game mechanic ele- elements that they've added in are from Warhammer you have psykers god damn mic cutting out you have psychers. uh you have uh, imperial knights you have the really like high up uh I I forget what they not the Astartes. Yeah, not the Astartes. Uh uh some else like that. But it it really is. You have uh advanced feudal knights that have crazy weaponry and some have psychic abilities and you're uh, in service to the all-powerful, I forget what they call it. It's basically the Emperor of Man. And you're in service to this to this dude and it looks pretty cool because there are new demands put on you so you you have your colonists and as they slowly work their way up they and they get higher and higher titles they start demanding nicer and nicer stuff bigger rooms throne rooms uh bedrooms halls all the rest of that it does look like fun and uh credit to the mod community the mod community has been updating to 1.1 all week long i've probably downloaded uh, about 500 megabytes 500 megs of uh of new updates
2: and uh,
1: uh, and they they added a new system too uh for mod updates so now you no longer have to update uh individual mods you can have one mod that is good across many different versions of the game so people don't have to re-download their mods or they don't have to worry about getting mods corrupted or anything like that so good on tie-in for that as well and there's a long long list of developers that contributed to this as well
4: just to go off the modding point like one of the biggest selling points for this game, in my opinion, is just how customizable this game is, how moddable this game is. You can turn this game into anything you want it to be. From the base vanilla experience, you could take it in a billion different directions by combining these mods. And like Doc is saying, you know, the modding community is one of the best that I've ever seen for any game ever and yeah you know, when these new updates come out and mods get mods get broken the community is so quick to to fix them and if mods are abandoned by people who have stopped playing or developing their mods people adopt orphaned mods to fix them up and keep them running it is, it is such a great community of players there's you know the official discord is full of great people there's just it's it is such a cool game and like i uh, this is the only time i have ever said this but like if there was ever a developer i would say deserves our money it is Tynan and ludian studios like it's just the greatest game made by great people who truly care and are involved with the community fucking awesome i'm so excited to get deep into yeah. this update yeah and if you do want
3: to
1: <laughs> really go to town with some of the mods in this game uh consider a, a cannibal society who build their structures out of the bones of their enemies and eat their flesh and wear their skins. And you can have a fighting pit, too. A little little jail area, prison labor, forced labor. Slavery, basically. Um, yeah, you can get into all sorts of dark stuff in Rimworld, which is why I love it. Like, you, you can basically do anything
2: that you want with mods. Mods. Nice. Yeah. I yeah.
0: I think you guys covered that one. Yeah, what do you think hell is like?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> hot.
0: No comment. Nah, it can't be that bad.
1: Uh,
4: yeah. Lego uh, he that. designed no it comment. in Rimworld. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, Zero, do you play uh, Red Dead, or just Leighton is here? Play Red Dead? Nah, I'm not a Red Dead fan. <laughs>
4: I'm waiting for it to go on sale just because I'm cheap It
2: you was know. on
0: sale
4: Yeah it was and I missed it but I'm waiting for it to go on sale <laughs> again I don't
0: uh, know if
3: it's still on sale or not I don't think it is
0: Apparently there's a hot coffee mod And Take-Two doesn't want it It, it wants it gone
1: Like, no. Yeah if anybody ever played GTA go San Andreas And they uh, they installed the hot coffee mod It's the same thing but it's for Red Dead too. So yeah, okay. definitely check that out. <laughs> what is it? Hot coffee. I, I, it's a uh, uh, you know any any scenes that that involve or um, adult behavior. Um, uh, hot coffee adds in full nudity.
4: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, the the Red Dead version has no nudity in it. It just it it basically just adds a mini me? game where there's sex <laughs> and in red dead the sex is clothed i'm actually read the article and it says uh the mod does not contain edity, any nudity or nude models it uses only assets that are already in the game the animations are from a drunk bar mission uh moaning noises are from sounds where the character models make where they get injured and it's only available in single player. It's not something that fucks with online stuff. It's 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 basically a, a mod that adds a PG-13 sex scene. This sucks. <laughs> Cut gotcha.
0: uh, shit. Yeah. Well, getting, it, they want it gone because it's sexually orientated, according to their Yula. Yula.
4: Well, like, meanwhile, Rockstar's... Mm. Biggest game GTA has a fucking strip club with titties in it and you can go like watch strippers for hours and like yeah. get lap dances and yeah, they're, they're pick up hookers and fuck it, it, in your car and get and it, kill like them. you like fuck hookers and then after you pay them rob them to get your money or yeah kill them <laughs> and get your money back. Like, I, I, it's ridiculous that they have a problem with this when... Well, and the game Red Dead is, like, super fucking violent. I mean, the amount of gore and blood that you
1: see in that anyway...
4: Well, I mean, just that's just typical American prudishness. I mean, look at our (laughs) entertainment scene. Like I grew up on movies where people get eviscerated and dismembered and blown up and shot and throat slit and all kinds of horrible (laughs) shit, but God forbid you show a titty on TV. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's America. Like that that's American prudishness at its most ridiculous. And I don't fucking get it.
0: Because they didn't think of them themselves. That's it. That's all Look,
1: is. Same same argument that I've always had. Hostel comes out and it becomes one of the most popular horror gore movies of all time, and then Centipede comes out. Nobody likes that.
0: Hostel <laughs> was like just a straight up gore movie. Like there was no horror to it at all. Like, no. like was, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing with that?
4: Tell that to the guy with his mouth. <laughs> people to the
2: asshole in front of oh, them that, that whole show
0: like i think the worst of it though was like the 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 train at the end like oh spoiler alerts not really but i'm not gonna get yeah details. If, well that if you was, haven't like, seen hostile by now <laughs>
4: i don't i didn't even like Hostel, not because it was like too much or too gross it's just like wasn't a very good movie uh, no I it agree. wasn't it was there it was there for shock value and... it was purely shock value i think there are far <laughs> better movies that have done gore and like excessive violence that actually built a good movie around it far
2: better they had than a decent
0: plot like you know or like idea of a plot i guess you could say um like the whole story supposedly behind it, they had a decent one of those and they just fucked it away. It was just horrible.
4: Yeah, I just, I, I was, I don't know, the the gore factor of it wore off pretty quickly. And then it was just like, this is a pretty bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> 4chan loved it. Oh, of course they did. Because, I mean, it's right up their alley. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
0: It looks like uh, Subnautica. Uh, fucking A.
2: Subnautica? Subnautica? <laughs> oh, I want to hear <laughs> Goody's pronunciation. <laughs> Subnautica?
0: Uh, dropping a new update. Which is interesting. Dropping a wreckage of a crash shipped into the massive ocean. It's big and rusty, so be careful. Swim inside and explore. Ooh, and aquatic aliens yeah so yeah, like an
2: adventure into one of my exes <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs>
1: um, Subnautica was another game that uh Megan and I played uh quite a bit i think
4: uh it is it is an amazing game. It is uh a completely immersive, no pun intended because it is underwater uh, you know, experience open world underwater exploration like it, it really fucking makes you feel like you're alone in an alien world and it's an amazing game and i'm super excited for uh below zero but i i I will not touch the early access version of it because with a game like this i hate the idea of playing the early access limited release version of like here's this section we've built so far what do you think and then like Playing the next chunk and the next chunk, because then you're just basically spoiling each chunk of it as it comes out, and you never get that experience of the terror of like experiencing it for the first time. So I'm waiting for the full release, the whole game to be finished, bow on it, you know, ready for ship, and then I'm going to get it and play it. I I just, I hate the idea of being, uh, of knowing what's coming in a game like this, because it totally takes away from everything that it is so editing note uh
1: i need to cut out the part where omega says i'm waiting for the full release and subnautica below zero is the successor to subnautica uh subnautica is now totally out you can buy that you can play through the story and i think what omega's touching on is yeah it's a survival game survival scavenger uh or survival looter and you that's definitely a huge element a huge part of the game But the other half of that is the story. It's a great story. Subnautica had a really engaging storyline with a lot of stuff to uncover, a lot of in-game lore if you're interested in that. If not, there's still a great story to be told and it all uh, sort of dictates what you have to do to escape the planet. Subnautica Below Zero is the same way. It has a a very engaging story. I played the beta of it and uh, it's, it's almost done.
4: Um, if not done, isn't it? No, it's still in early access. Uh, like this is this okay, is an still date yeah. for the early access, yeah. so, so yes, yeah. it's not done yet.
1: So they're still developing the story, uh, but once the story is done, yeah, it's another. It's a, a game that I'm very interested in taking a look at because the, the story in the first one was great, and it's what thirty dollars, and I definitely uh, got my money bucks. out of there. Twenty bucks. Oh, uh, the first game.
4: The first game um, let me double check uh, the the beta uh, so the original subnautica is 25 and currently the early access below zero is
2: uh 20 so yeah, it was Epic.
4: it's well worth the money
1: i've got it for free off of epic which yeah. one the first game or this game uh the first one yeah Sweet. it was one hey, of three
0: you... games a long time
1: ago oh okay you can't get it and anyone. if you've got
0: if you've,
2: got Xbox, no, uh,
1: if you've got Xbox Game Pass, it's for free on there. Oh, very nice. Um,
0: yeah. Assassin's Creed Syndicate is the free game on Epic from now until the end of February.
1: All right, so you got six more days for that. Or okay. actually, no, four. <laughs> it's not a leap year. Not even five. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: is there a co-op in that game? I wish uh they're
1: working on it, oh then it. nice it's subnautica yes that um, would I, I read an article I read an article on the first game where they are planning on adding co-op to that
4: well, like the developers are as a mod because I remember it was talked about a lot a while back, but the developers said basically like part of what makes the game what it is is that feeling of being alone, and they didn't want to lose that, and i as fun as it would be to play that co-op, I I kind of don't disagree entirely. I mean, if they had co-op, I would play it. But part of what makes that game what it is is that terrifying sense of like being alone, oh, stranded on this alien planet. Yeah, sadly. How have
0: I you guys never played Ark?
1: I've, I've been I'm looking gonna... at it. I've I've been looking at it, but not for the reasons of playing it. Uh, So yeah, what you said, Sabonica is kind of a horror story. It didn't start that way. You know, the developer didn't comment at it and be like, you we want this uh, survival with these horror elements. They wanted it to be a sandbox survival. It it didn't uh, occur to them until later when people started beta testing it and saying, holy shit, the ocean is terrifying. Look at all this crap that I was like, oh there are horror elements in this apparently it never occurred to the developers that the ocean is fucking terrifying and to me the (laughs) ocean is fucking terrifying well let's
4: see that's what i love about the game is that they didn't they there is no concrete horror elements that they added to it like they didn't make any part of this game to be like okay this is where the horror part comes in no it's just they made this game and it is in an environment that is terrifying And it presents the players with this world or this situation that would be terrifying to be in for its own merits without feeling contrived or constructed that way. So, I mean, at its root, it absolutely is a sandbox survival game. It is here you need to construct things you need to collect resources you need to explore to find those resources you find blueprints to build things and you follow a loose storyline that you know gives you a plot and eventually the goal is to escape this planet um that you've crash landed on and like that is the core of the game is that survival sandbox gameplay loop i feel like the the horror elements are just naturally there which is in my opinion nothing short of brilliant world building um, and the the horror elements that that's just the icing on the cake also i believe uh,
1: omega is correct there is a nexus mod available to make subnautica multiplayer at this time but mm. it is not official
4: <laughs> yeah mm. all right we might have to start fucking around with that doc <laughs> <laughs> i'll I'll
1: play
2: it
3: i'll play it if you guys do it here's Here's the thing about it
1: it. i mean yeah it's subnautica multiplayer but i don't think that we're going to be able to stick with each other all the time so there are going to be times when you're in one direction and i'm in another so it's still going to be fucking terrifying because the ocean is fucking terrifying
4: it it is (laughs) it, it is such a bizarre game that it is like one moment it goes from being the most picturesque beautiful immersive environment and then the next thing you know you're like terrified for your life and drowning and being hunted by monstrous sea creatures and yeah it is incredible
1: have you ever wondered if an octopus could also be a spider because there are octopus spiders in subnautica that is a <laughs> whole octopus. fuck lot of nope
4: yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and that, I that's not even getting into the Leviathans or that. It, I mean, Jesus Christ, there's so many goddamn terrifying things in this game, and it is so well. It is. It is an amazing game. I can't
1: <laughs> yeah. talk well enough about it. <laughs> Have you ever? wondered So like we're talking we're... about
4: in today's uh, Frosty Pies podcast. We've talked about two of probably my favorite games.
0: Jeez, man, we man, haven't brought up Space Engineers probably. yet. Nah, fuck oh. that game. No, so I complicated. So when... Why haven't you played Ark yet, Niggle?
1: Um, I don't really need a first-person survival game right now. However, Ark does have a lot of uh, encouraging building mechanics uh, for creating buildings, towns, cities, and whatnot, and uh, I've been seriously considering it just as a city builder uh, to do some, some stuff. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Spoilers.
2: We should just do Conan instead. Conan the Barbarian.
1: No, I, I've no. compared the building system in Conan and Ark. The one in Ark is far, or, uh, the one in Ark is far superior because of the placement abilities. The one in Conan is better laid out, and it's easier to get to all the elements. But Ark lets you do a lot more, It also, in my opinion, looks a lot nicer.
4: This dingleberries. Well, isn't isn't Ark MMO style like uh, Rust was?
1: Yes, you uh, yeah, basically and... create
4: your own Rust or your own Ark server. Excuse me, but...
1: and uh, get your friends in there.
4: Yeah, I mean, I could maybe stand to doing that, but I I hate playing those type of games with other people. I I much rather enjoy being against the environment and surviving the elements and whatnot than surviving a bunch of fucking internet trolls who have nothing better to do than ruin (laughs) other people's gameplay experiences.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So you can hop on public servers, just like Space Engineers. You can hop on public servers if you want, or you can host your own server. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same with
2: Conan. Yeah, same with Conan.
0: Should be noted, if you're listening to this, there's two versions of ARC. There's an ARC on the Windows 10 Store, which does not allow the use of mods, and is cross-play with the Xbox One version of ARC. And then there's the Steam version of ARC, which allows mods and is not compatible with the other ones.
1: Yeah, no
2: plebs. But Conan, you can run around with your ding-dong flopping
1: about in the wind. There are penis mechanics in Conan. Yes. Well, Rust had dongs, too. Yeah, but they didn't flop about, so...
0: <laughs> they yeah. in the mean, wind. You couldn't make them bigger or smaller like you can in Conan.
2: It's, See? Interesting. it's interesting, that's where are going. Gobi at. knows the dog mechanics. <laughs> Gobi <laughs> likes uh, a big dong.
0: I played Rust way back in the day. It was one of the he first-
4: loves a big dong. <laughs>
0: Y'all love the big dong. How's the ass poor in the...
4: uh...
0: Poor Gobi. <laughs> That's
1: it. Yeah, Gobi, we're all back. <laughs> and we're all piling
2: <laughs> yeah. on. I, I missed did... you, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. Join this podcast anyway. for Division 2, but I'm going to stay for the dong mechanics.
4: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's why
2: we're all here yeah all oh, well, well, right and uh, yeah.
3: after this for uh, some dong mechanics floppy ding-dongs
0: well we'll believe on that note and go into uh, division two stuff
3: no dongs uh, all right bye <laughs> i'll go ahead and um just go
0: no. <laughs> see they're don't worry they're they're not really upset they're just for the dramatic effect Three, so, yeah. uh, Division 2 is getting a little bit of a revamp. Getting a new uh, expansion pack. There's some missions out right now that are leading up to it. It's also yeah. $3 on Uplay. Is it $3 on PS4 too?
3: Yeah, it's on all platforms right now.
0: Okay, so you can pick it up for 3 bucks. which for $3, it's really hard not to get $3 worth of fun out of the game. Um So, obviously, you guys are picking up the new expansion pack, or no?
3: Yeah, I oh think yeah. that's about 20 bucks right now. And if anybody does pick it up, there's a referral bonus right now. So, I would say get with each other on the referral. You get some pretty slick cosmetics, a named weapon, all kinds of good
0: Now, there is one catch that he didn't mention. If you do do that, you do have to play the first three missions together.
3: Gobi said
4: doo-doo. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say exactly. God, <laughs> hello. Nope, in editing. <laughs> Cut out I was going to one. try says, and let that ding. one go.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, continue.
4: <laughs>
0: so yeah, I think
2: we'd... you have to play the first three missions to get to be able to play with somebody, and then you have to play three missions with them to get all that stuff. Yeah. Oh a lot of missions not really yeah
3: you actually have to be social and play the co-op version of this game
0: so now just a a little background since you guys have never been on these podcasts before um obviously you guys play a lot of division Two. um trey you're one of the leads for one of the clans on ps4 aren't you
3: yeah for the first one we started
0: up for the first one um and then Dale, you've been around since pretty much day one on the division, haven't you?
2: Yeah, All we right. both have. Yeah,
0: so you guys uh, and you've been playing pretty steady since. As Try much as I've
3: wanted to, I can't put this stupid game down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it. it. It's got its it's got its shining parts to it for sure.
0: Ah, uh, so. Obviously, we're going to go into depth a little bit about this revamp because it's it's a pretty big deal. I mean, I watched four State of the Games earlier today um, and a little bit of the Warlords of New York uh, reveal as well and, you know, pulled a lot of stuff out of it. But, I mean, they're pretty much changing a lot of stuff. And I feel like it's, it's all good. But uh, what's kind of something that really jumps out at, at you guys? that you're really looking forward to well,
3: i think anybody that's played the division one kind of knows exactly what's happening because this is the exact path that division <laughs> 1. One took, 8. where <laughs> it, it started a kind of questionable game for some reason got really crappy and then all of a sudden you know eons later became the most amazing version of division ever and then when this when division two rolled out it was great with the story content and then um Very quickly, people learned that all we're doing is grinding for gear that is subpar. And they tried different ways to fix it, introducing like a new heroic system, they tried modifying AI, tried giving us targeted loot, and really, it didn't really change the aspect of the game, which was your inventory is always full, your stash is always full, and you've always got this crappy gear that you're not sure if you should get rid of because you don't even know what the best stats are. And that's kind of what this change coming up is, is they they wanted to Ubisoft really wanted to get away from that. Their intent was not to overcomplicate the game for players. They wanted to be really upfront about what the stats were. They wanted you to be able to get rid of gear if you know it's not something that you want to hang on to. And they wanted to simplify the recalibration system, which it's better much better now, man. When they first introduced it, it was a nightmare. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much skipped it. This,
3: yeah. Uh, there's a lot of aspects of this game so far that I've mostly just left alone in hopes that they would fix it. And it looks like, based on all the state of the games that I've been watching, they've addressed almost every single one um, in Title Update 8, including weaponry, gear, um, content, all kinds of good stuff. Like, it, it's a pretty exciting update, and it looks like for Division 2... It's the same thing that rescued Division 1. and We'll probably see a lot of people come back to Division 2 once that update comes out.
0: I will say I, I have seen a couple of people come back that uh, play, were in the Division clan, um, and they've come back, so that's kind of good to see. Uh, lately, the last couple of days, uh, I've had to deal with queue issues, um, which is funny, but... Uh, Shows me that people are definitely coming back to play it, um, and they definitely got a player base back now. Whether this update keeps them or not will be a different story. I think it will, though. Um, what about you, Dollar? What's uh, what's something that jumped out at you in this new update that you're looking forward to?
2: Uh, I really like what they're doing with all the new inventory mods. or not the mods, but the the whole inventory system itself. <clears throat> like Trey was saying, you can. You don't know what you're trying to keep. You don't know what you're trying to get with, what you what you need. But I heard something that uh, you're going to get little icons that are going to tell you, no, this thing's a piece of junk. Or, you know, hey, this has got something better than what you have stored on your recal bench. So go ahead and keep that. Or, you know, this thing's just all better all around. Go ahead and use it. Because that's, like Trey said, been grinding this game for hours and hours trying to find better gear. And you just... You just don't know what you don't know. and yeah, given you're that not even you sure what
3: the gear
0: is, is. I guess, well, since you got to on gear, let's talk about that first. Um, obviously, right now, they use the budgeted system, which, as you can tell, we all know, sucks. Um, I am so glad god rolls are back. Away, <laughs> um, and obviously, we all know what god rolls are. But you can god roll. One Piece can have every stat god rolled. Um, Which is something you can't do right now because of the budgeted system. Um, They are moving talents to only backpack and chess pieces. Talents will not be on any of the other pieces. Um, They made the
2: gear easier to read. Like yes, everything's more streamlined now. Yeah, like you look at it. That's the direction it's going. Yes,
0: yes, it, they even referenced Diablo 3. Uh, Dr. Nagel sent me a nice uh, uh, DM here in the mod chat. Icons on gear that will tell you if it has better stats mm-hmm. and something equipped stored is yet another Diablo 3 mechanic. <laughs> um,
3: don't III? think it's not broke, man.
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs> I just run. don't
1: understand. If they're ripping off Diablo 3, why can't they just start that way? Why does it take them eight patches to get there?
3: Uh, twice a good question. Question. <laughs> yeah. they the best. Yeah, just the legendary beams on the ground, and then we'll then won't we'll be good. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Um The new bar system, though, I did like. I really enjoyed the way gear looks now. Not necessarily what they did on the back end, but the the UI for the new gear looks nice. It it's way more informative. Uh, but what they did on the back end is pretty good, too. I think that was a a good thing. They brought back core attributes and minor attributes. So, I mean, you guys played a lot of Division 1, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't.
2: I played a little bit of it, but, you know, it, it felt more streamlined. It felt easier to navigate.
0: Yeah, and it that was something that when I saw the gear, it made me immediately think of a nicer, cleaner division one UI.
3: Yeah. I saw some of the stuff that they introduced where we're getting these core attributes now that are more like your, um, your post level 40 experience is now going to actually mean something. And it's going to go into a very simplified version of permanent attributes. And I, I could be wrong, but I want to say they said something about, that or something else being account-wide now? Yes. For, that the game is, itself um, is a lot less grindy and a little more rewarding.
2: Yeah, the shade levels are account-wide. So <laughs> once you get level 40 with any character, all of those bonuses. So uh, something,
0: again, they probably stole from Diablo 3. Um, but I've also seen other games, too. It Basically, shade levels are the RPG system. There's different skills. There's four different blocks with four different skills. Um, and every time you level up, instead of getting a little cash with a bunch of random weapons in it, you get to pick a skill, and permanently upgrade it, um, and it's across all levels, and it also goes with their season content, too, like, their the XP also applies to the seasons, as well, which is something that they're bringing with Warlords of New York, which is probably my least favorite part of the thing yeah i'm not
3: super pumped on the whole season thing like that's more i think them catering to the uh, microtransaction thing but i do really like that they're making the experience worth something now because they had even brought up the the whole uh, post 30 caches that you get for leveling were basically pointless there was nothing in it so you were leveling to get this box that you were going to open with subpar gear that you were never going to use and really all people end up doing was like what I do is I just end up filling it up with 10 and then I just drop them all over the map because there's no point in <laughs> opening them all. Well, we'll have to see what they do. They said
2: something about story-driven content and how it, it means something and you're trying to get to a goal. We'll have to see what that actually means yeah. to, to see how well these seasons are going to work out. but. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. It was my least favorite of everything that's coming up.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, there was a lot of quality of life changes that we never yeah. got in the Division One, which I'm really looking forward to in this game. Um, that being being able to scale the open world difficulty all the way up to heroic, um, which is I That's my...
3: that's
2: a nice addition.
0: Um. And it'll scale from one to four players uh, that, you know, that includes missions as well. So, if you decide you're you're on your normal world tier five, whatever, but you want to play this mission in heroic mode and you're solo, it now scales to one person. Um, the same with Legendary difficulty is back, but that can only be done on the three strongholds. And again, that will scale for the number of players. So, if you want to do the, the solo, you can do it solo which I'm super excited about because sometimes, you know, I'm playing by myself or I just want to run around solo. And yeah, you don't always I, have somebody with you. Right. I mean, I
1: mean it, doesn't well, help. It, doesn't, it doesn't help that you leave people behind, you know,
0: not speaking from experience or anything. Hey, okay, man,
3: <laughs> keep up. Somebody's going under the button. <laughs>
0: hey, dude, it's not my fault if you can't keep up. <laughs> Shots fired. I tell you where I'm going and you're just lollygagging back there checking your gear then oh shit he's three blocks ahead of me
3: <sighs> yeah. yeah we got those two on playstation <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Um, and the other big thing skill power is being replaced with skill tiers I think that's going to help her Guys um, run skill builds?
3: I think what they might be trying to do and I'm I'm kind of bummed because I'm a skill guy in this game I wasn't the first one, I'm in the second one but I think they're trying to eliminate these like epic seeker mine and hive builds that almost everybody's running now, like these behemoth builds and I, I do remember them talking about how they were really hoping to create some type of diversity too to where you can have a dominant build regardless of um the skill that you are using, because right now, if you're not running Seeker Mines, then you're not going up into the 100 to three hundred million damage per run. Yeah, those are yeah. stupid
2: numbers. trying. Okay, to
3: all right. It is kind of <laughs> silly, and I, as much as I love it, I remember this happening when the game first came out. We there was a Seeker Mine glitch where you could recreate the Seeker Mines over and over again as as they were deployed, and it created the same problem. You could empty a whole level by yourself on any difficulty and kind of got to the what-are-we-doing phase.
0: Yeah. No. Dal, you touched on it a little bit with the other major thing I saw them recalling is the Recal Station. Um, and this is going to really help free up the inventory. Um, they referred to it as a Pokédex going to lie. I don't know much about Pokeon, <laughs> but I'm a
2: library. you can in you can <laughs> store things that you take off of gear now is what they're they're working on. Yeah. so that you always have that talent. And you don't have to have, say like right now I'm looking for something with berserk on it. I can't find it, but I've had like fifteen <laughs> of them that I ran through my uh, retail bench that I could have pulled off. And I don't know how many of those dang things I found yesterday, but today, working on a build, can't find one to save my life. Yeah. And now you know, the new recal station, you'll have it right there. And I'll I'll just have it. Anytime yeah. I want to change up my build and bam, there it'll be. I'm that's you know, there's too many good things to actually
3: pick one thing that's excited. Yeah. One with as much grinding as there is in this is in this game and For those of us that put way too many hours in in a very short amount of time, like you need something to do after that. And part of it is, you know, maybe I just want to run a different build. I've been blowing things up with skills. I want like a in-your-face shotgun build now. Well, I've got so much gear that at some point I just got irritated and started cleaning it out. And now I've got nothing that I need to actually make that build.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's been a common problem. I mean, I even started up other characters to kind of unload gear onto them but you know
2: <laughs> I did the
3: same exact
0: thing
2: and then now you just have 600 inventory slots of what the hell am I doing yeah
0: it, it was so convoluted um, and them finally giving us a reason to clean up our inventory is great um, and the other problem is the RNG on top of RNG with the fucking gear system and them bringing oh, back god rolls that's really made me excited like you know the new even the new attributes going back to the way it was in the division like it makes it way easier um they've also tweaked the brand sets so now they're more focused on like gameplay styles i think they brought up like the badger tough it's a primarily defensive brand set with a secondary of offensive so if you get in the shit, you can get out and survive type yeah, gear
2: set. That'll bring some new life to it, because I don't think I've ever run a complete gear set.
3: Well, oh, and from I what I understand, understand. Um, one thing that they're finally doing that I've been waiting for is they're trying to make roles a bigger thing in the game though, where it's great that they have the like these different gear sets for things like healing and things like tanking. But nobody uses them because what you really need is you need a crap ton of firepower, so you can't sacrifice that. And their intent with the new gear system is to create a need for those roles and actually allow people to use them. Like a, if somebody wants to focus on healing, or somebody wants to focus on um, like support or skill sets or firepower, something like that. It, that's what I was looking for Is I wanted to be able to run a support class, not a, you know the same AR build that everybody else is running.
0: Right. I mean, I I do feel like it's going to improve build diversity. Like, you're going to see people with a lot of different builds, which is good. I'm sure there's still going to be a meta meta and all that shit. but Oh, yeah, absolutely. For normal PvE players, it's going to give you so much more builds that are viable. Um, Especially, I do think the new skill system might be an improvement because I didn't really like using the skill stuff but I liked having decently you know like pretty good skills and I mean with the new system I could sacrifice I could sacrifice three main core car- or core attributes to put it onto um skills and beyond skill tier three and that's looked to be a pretty good spot to be for skills and I still feel like you can be pretty dPS built with some tech backgrounds, um, which is kind of cool because that was kind of one of the builds that I was looking forward to building. So it's looks like it might be a viable option. Now we're like right now that that build is just not it's not viable because it's none of the things that you talked about earlier.
3: Yeah, I, just a little bit of diversity would go a long ways in this game. Because right now, unless you're running one of these meta builds, I mean, you're just mm-hmm. all you're doing is dropping your DPS number. You're trying to catch up, yeah. Uh,
0: um,
2: Trey and I are always running
0: Yeah, I think while I um, one of the other things that is coming back are um directives. So if you played underground in Division 1, you know what we're talking about. Um, Halo head skulls. I'm sure Diablo 3 had something of the same sort. Um, Dr. Nagel could probably chime in and tell us exactly what those are called. <laughs> uh, Wait, what? <laughs> uh, they're called directives in the Division. What are they called in Diablo 3? Oh, uh, what, dailies? No, they're like, you know, skulls. They're like modifiers. Game, like uh, difficulty modifiers that players uh, introduce. Oh yeah, uh, probably
4: grift uh, difficulty or something like that. They didn't really have anything like torment that levels. in, in D three. Like you know, with Halo, like the skull system, it adds you know unique tweaks to yeah. the gameplay. In Diablo three, it's just scaling difficulty. Again, yeah,
1: your, your torment levels.
2: Can't so as much as I
1: hate, as much as I hate to bring up Destiny, what it sounds like, is it sounds like <laughs> the Destiny Nightfall system um, in D two when they brought out that you could um, modify, you could add different modifiers to your um, Nightfalls. You know,
0: yeah, the, void, they're modifiers. It's void, void, that's exactly void, what they are.
1: Void burn. Um, you know, heavy like only heavy ammo drops. And
2: yeah, you know, stuff like that.
0: So, uh, I actually listed them. Um, so the new directives in, that are coming out the first one is called ammo hoarders. Uh, you start with less ammo, um, you lose the ammo in the okay. mag when you're right reloading. In. So, if you leave 10 rounds in the mag when you hit the reload button, that 10 rounds is just gone, it doesn't stay in your yeah. ammo pool. Yeah, it's gonna be um, horrible. Enemies don't drop ammo, and no ammo is shown on the mini-map. So any of those ammo crates that are randomly around will not show up on your mini-map. You'll have to find them the old-fashioned way with your eyes. Uh, cool skills, pretty simple. Uh, when one skill is active, the other is put on cooldown. So when you you know pop your drone, your Seeker Mines are put on cooldown. Um,
2: I wonder how they're going to handle that with the hardwired set if you can get around it with that
0: uh that might be a bug that they'll have to tackle uh if you
3: think don't fix say anything um
0: <laughs> now this next one like i feel like i could just put this one on and play the game and it would be the same as i play the game all the time um it's called fog of war revisited mini map and direction indicators are removed um I don't play with a HUD, <laughs> I play with all that stuff turned off. Um, anyway, so that one's pretty much what I do anyway. Uh, no regen is no armor regen after encounters. It can only be repaired manually. You could see how putting some of these together might turn the thing interesting. Um,
3: and this well, one
0: but, oh, you- oh, and this one kind of comes back from the first division special ammo. Enemies will have special ammo types. Uh, ammo is determined by the faction type, which I I'm pretty sure most of these are pretty much pullovers from the division one underground directives. I know that special ammo one is definitely a throwback to
3: it at least. No, um, like we got to experience a little bit of the HUD being gone during the raid during dark hours. Um, it actually kills your minimap and you don't get the luxury of using that during the raid. And when you do that for the first time, you do find out how dependent on all the UI effects you've yeah, become. It's, it's <laughs> it, was, it was a culture shock in the beginning. Yeah, um that could be a fun one though. I, I think I would enjoy that one. I
2: have it's a nice way to get
3: uh, some
0: extra XP. Actually, if you go back yeah. to my YouTube channel, um, because I play on PC, which this game is Toby eye tracker um approved or whatever, which means it, it works. So um I have an eye tracker that tracks my eyes on the screen and stuff. So like I move to cover, like all I have to do is look at it and then hit the button and it goes where i'm looking um you can aim down the sights um wherever you're looking and mark a gaze stuff like that um but i actually have a video of me using it it's in the the bunker one the shade tech bunker it's the second to last mission you do when you play the campaign and uh the whole thing i do without any hud and yeah that's I actually back when I started playing with no HUD at all, uh, but I did come from Ghost Recon, so it's pretty common there to play without a HUD.
3: Well, the first division was a lot more, um, a lot sorry, a lot less forgiving than this one. Um, I have been oh. kind of waiting for some opportunities to get it.
0: Legendary. Yeah, the Ammo Hoarders one is not one I will probably ever choose to use because I feel like they don't give you enough ammo as it is. I, I miss the ammo pools of Division 1. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: um, let's see. So yeah. we covered the open world changes going up to... You can change the difficulty up to Heroic. Oh, uh, control points in the new version will, um, once you take them, they're yours. They don't get taken back. Like, you can set your global difficulty to heroic and clear out every checkpoint, and it'll reduce the number of roaming AI and stuff, and you can make Washington, D.C. into a more peaceful place. Um, this really remi- makes me reminds me of Far Cry 3. And the outposts and going through and taking out the outposts. And whenever you cleared out an outpost, it made the the area around the outposts, you know, more peaceful or whatever. Um, It feels like they're doing the same thing with the Division 2. It's not a bad thing. You can reset them. All you have to do is change the difficulty.
2: Yeah, Um, There's already not a whole lot of people roaming around beforehand anyways, till you get close to those. So it'll be interesting to see what more peaceful means.
0: Yeah, I think it just probably means less enemies, like, less less random patrols and stuff like that. Like, you just basically run around and see the sights.
3: And I like what's coming up with the New York expansion, too, where they... I don't know what it means yet, because I haven't seen much published on it, but they've stated that because division agents have gone rogue, basically, and started killing people, that the citizens are a lot less likely to trust the division agents. And uh, you really only have one ally in New York, and that's going to be uh, the, the guy that they're bringing over from the first one and his team, which is supposed to be stronger NPCs on your side. But you have fewer of them because so few people want to help the division at this point.
0: Yeah, they're called the Peacekeepers, and Paul Rhodes is the one coming from the first uh, division. Him, yeah. um, oh, God, they're, is... br-
2: they're bringing back the, the conspiracy theory guy.
3: Yeah, which, shock- amazing
0: I thought it would have been, I figured Roy, uh, Roy would have been the one that comes over, uh, because he was in charge of the JTF.
2: It's the guy, uh, the
1: yeah, that's the guy where you log in every time when you haven't done one of the, uh, DLCs, and he's like,
3: hey,
2: agent. <laughs> that, oh, uh, when you Roy? haven't
0: done, uh, Last Stand. Yeah, that one. Or not the... Last Stand, um. Yeah, it is last stand.
1: It is last stand. Hey, Um, Agent, does this look like a rash to you? (laughs)
0: Uh, You can apply directives globally as well. So not only can you change the difficulty, but you can add directives globally. Um, We talked about them, but we didn't really mention. All they do is give you more XP when you apply a directive. So you apply one, you get 25%, 250%. 375, 400, 5, 125% more XP for having all five of them on. Um, One note for the PVP guys and girls out there listening, uh, signature weapons will no longer be in the DZ from what I understood. No more signature weapon ammo drop. Like, I think they're just taking it out, period. uh, For obvious reasons. and the raid stuff will be reset as well with the release of the content update. Um, now, that sounds like that includes leaderboards, so um, we might have a new first.
2: No, they're keeping all of that. All of the, oh, the legacy are... people, they said they were going to keep because they were the first. But and then everything gonna else is going to get ones. reset. Oh. Oh, well. Can't have it all, I guess. <laughs> I suppose, oh, yeah. not. Um, I
0: guess we should touch on Warlords in New York a little bit. Um, I know I have it pre-ordered. I know they're having issues with PS4 pre-orders. Has that been
2: fixed now?
3: I believe it has. I think dollar he was able to get it.
2: yeah, I pre-ordered it yesterday. Sweet. Right on the right out of the PlayStation store.
0: That is good to hear. Um, So obviously we're going to be going back to New York, but not any part we played in the first one. We're going back to Lower Manhattan. It is in the summertime, so all the factions, the factions that are returning are the Cleaners, the Rikers, and, well, the LMB are back, but not as a faction.
2: No, Um, they're going to be part of the Black Task.
0: Yeah, um, which is good and bad. Part of that now, I'm hoping this is global, but they're going to replace the rushers from the Black Tusks from with the elite rushers of the LMBs. Those are the okay. ones that use the assault yeah. rifle at range and the shotguns up close. That um, was my through flash.
2: Is that globally going to be less of those damn drones? They're not getting rid of them completely, but there's going to be less of them. Yeah,
0: so that that's definitely good. Um Now you do get to see the cleaners in the episode three in the one mission. You do get to see the cleaners new look. Um, I have to say, I really, really like the cleaners new look and the cleaners AI Um, in the one mission. I played against them. They were much more fun to play against than they were in the first division. Um, I definitely like the look as well that they did with them. Um, It'll be interesting to see their new gear and stuff. Because uh, they didn't really show off too much in episode 3, which I can't blame them. It was just a teaser.
3: Right. Um, it, it was, but man, there was just enough nostalgia to get you excited about it.
0: Fuck yeah, there was.
3: I had a lot of fun with those stupid little missions. I, I have to admit, I didn't really want them to end. But playing against the uh, the factions from the first one was pretty
0: awesome yeah it was it, it it was it was like playing the first one but better and then realizing how much better the first one would have been if
3: you had these mechanics yeah that that first one was so much like rainbow six as far as how unforgiving it was i actually went back to replay it just to kill some time and I mean, I was getting my ass handed to me right and left. I ended up just leaving that one and coming back to grind more on Division two yeah, that's that's what happened here. <laughs>
0: uh, and then obviously, the Rikers are coming back, but they're they're different. They're not the same. They're obviously people aren't from Rikers anymore. I mean, they have the o g Rikers, which are now the leader role um but most of the people are just like random citizens that joined in and believe the Rikers mantra. So they're going to be a little more diverse. Um, Sounds like they got some help. So they're going to have some new gear and gadgets as well. Um, I know the throwers are going to throw a nail bomb, which that's interesting. It's like a grenade, but nail shrapnels.
2: The heavy has a nail gun and a giant shield. It's going to yeah. be interesting to play again.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm not looking forward to that.
2: Um, Although there, there are new uh, weak point mechanics with all the new guys. I guess the the Rikers Heavy will have a flash box that you can hit and blind everybody behind him. So you can hit that on his shield and then take out all the guys that are behind him that are all blinded and, and populated at the time. Some new fun stuff.
0: So speaking of. Factions, Um, we touched on Legendary Difficulty a little bit earlier, but there's a new twist to Legendary Difficulty. The Um, best part. (laughs) So the Black Tusk are back, but they're not black. They're white. And they have been tweaked and twisted, and basically they're way more lethal and way they have way less tells.
2: sounds like way more fun
0: it does it really yeah does.
3: i'm pretty amped um, about that that change.
0: it's as long as they they're not bullet sponges like i'm good
2: that's not what it sounded like it yeah. sounded more like
0: same health pool and tactics. everything yeah they just yeah. use better tactics um yeah, I'm really looking forward to the new Black Tusk. Like, I think there will be a good. Um, I think it'll be good.
2: Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the possibility of a grenade launching warhound, a <laughs> turret warhound, and a sniper <laughs> warhound all spawning together because Fuck that, that That sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, those but things are already 100% such a pain possible.
0: That's that's but, like well, this just became the raid, and we're wiping boys. Yeah. yeah,
2: they do have new weak points, which makes it nice. But still, when you got one that's popping you out of cover, one that's hitting when you when you're at, right after you stand up, and the other one that's spraying you with bullets when you're trying
3: to get to a new spot. That just oh yeah yeah, you do certain missions on heroic, and that's already the problem between the drones and the grenade launchers and the stupid. Uh, elite-level dogs running around, it doesn't take much for you to wipe through. Your- oh, and
2: the war tanks with the flame grenades. Oh, goodness. It, <laughs> it's going to make it fun. It's definitely going to be fun.
0: Yeah, the good news is, at least with those doggos, they got clear weak points that are, you know, one of them's in the knees. Sounds like they're pretty big, so it's not going to be, like, super difficult to hit them. Um, I mean, it's going to be a difficult, but it's not going to be, like an absolute chore.
3: Um, That's kind of my problem with the current ones is they've put it on the back of the cannon and it's so tiny. You, you can't really see it unless you run right up to it. And the dog turns the turret, so you'll never really get a chance to shoot.
0: Yeah, I always shoot at the eye right at the face and just melt them the hard way. Cause it's... <laughs> yeah,
2: shoot at the leg, yeah. you can disable it. If you bust yeah. the armor off the shoulder, it I'll take care of it. But uh, who was it that's the new cover denial turret? I think that was I think I think that was the cleaners. They have like a mortar turret that oh, sounds yeah. like it'll light cover on fire, but you can yeah. still run past it and not catch the, yourself. But if you goo. take cover there, you're toast. Yeah, the, the napalm the, goo. The goo. Napalm goo, and that's what they called it.
0: Yeah. And if you hit the weak point on the turret, it basically blows it back on the Engineer and anybody behind him. The same type of deal as, like, the blinding, getting getting blinded behind. Um, same thing with the an Napalm Goo. Anybody behind the turret's going to get covered in it. And Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Rikers have, because if you noticed, the... Uh, um, who is it? Oh, uh, the. No, the Rikers got the blinding. The cleaners got the light. So, what does the Black Tusk got in store for us? That those
2: weak points are really going to change. The the LMB when they got sucked in, they took. They have a. Uh,
0: those shotgunners like are be a in the fucking
2: ass. The the shotgunners aren't going to be fun, but uh, <laughs> there's new support guys that have. Almost like the box from Division One, where they set it down oh, and it's gonna shit. start healing everyone right. in that mm. area. And you can destroy that if you want, which is, you know, good. And it'll get rid of the overhealth that everyone will get, or kill everyone. And then you can actually go over there and get armor kits. So if you're running on the no I'm regen,
0: kill everybody and get armor kits. But... That's
2: how. That's how you're gonna get your armor kits. You you need to um. kill everybody else and leave that little health box there.
0: I don't care what to say. They better make it the same as the, the med box from Division 1. Oh, like, I
3: miss I that med box, man.
0: <laughs> Copy and paste it. I don't give a shit. Like, everybody loved the lunchbox, box, <laughs> man.
3: Yep, you set that everybody. thing down and it saves the team every time.
0: you uh, Dr. E. Hill used to run this stupid fucking reclaimer set and uh, I'd run a D3. It was stupid. The circle was so huge and, like, my shield is basically infinite. You couldn't break it. You could not damage it fast enough to destroy it. <laughs> and it was oh, it was bad.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if you've been able to see any of the new skills coming, but, um, or the new exotics, but I was watching a channel from a guy who was able to try and extract some of the skins that have already been loaded into the PC game for the the exotics and from what i remember there's a new revolver coming what looks like a double barrel assault rifle and an lmg for sure the other one oh and it what looked like a like a hyena submachine gun with some duster knuckles on the front um and then for the skills they're bringing back similar ones from the division like they get the sticky bomb i know is making a comeback there's a it's a It looks like the hive, kind of a newer version of it. It's not the hive, it's a totally separate skill, but you throw it and it blows up into a like a big area shock effect that'll shock a big group of guys. Hmm. And I can't remember what the, the third one was, but the fourth one they haven't released yet. And you have to get these new skills by eliminating the the lieutenants, the division lieutenants that are on the rogue side.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. I have a feeling, by us playing Warlords in New York, we're going to get an idea of what they're going to do with it for seasons, um, for story content. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot like what it is to kill one of these lieutenants. Um, and for those of you guys that played Wildlands, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, it kind of almost makes me wonder if they're not going to go to that type of mission setup where you go get intel and then you go do a couple of missions and that unlocks you know like the lieutenant to the lieutenant and you kill that guy and then you get the then you actually take down the lieutenant um so you get like four missions per lieutenant um that's kind of what it looks like the same scheme that they used in Wildlands, um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how packed the story is or how lean it is.
2: That wouldn't be bad. would be a nice way to memes. Yeah, I mean... I like Wildlands, but
3: I mean,
0: I could see how it could be downside, too. Um,
3: but... I mean, I like that it seems like they've given us just a lot more to do, because that was my problem with the Division 2 when it first was released, is once you got through the game, there wasn't really anything to do after that, and I mean, gear was super complicated, the story missions this were over. This is not
0: Anthem, alright?
2: <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> all right.
0: I, couldn't, I couldn't help
2: myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've the problem uh, with uh the with our group on the PlayStation, I mean we had probably forty to sixty people and we all blew through it in a matter of days okay. to weeks and ran out of everything to do and you just saw our numbers drop from forty to sixty to four and that was it. Yeah.
0: Um now you're a skills guy, so I'm sure you paid attention to obviously there's gonna be six skill tiers. So but after six, the six skill tiers, there's, you can hit what they call overcharged, and it massively changes your skills. Like, for a short period of time, it jacks them sky high. Um, it makes a flame turret this insane arc. It's crazy. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what the other skills do. Um, and one of the talents that they're putting on gear, uh, gives you the overcharge and there's a talent on an exotic weapon that gives overcharge to skills for everybody in the group so even if you're a dps player you can still get your skills to be super powerful for a short period of time if somebody procs that talent what are your thoughts on that
3: uh i like the direction they're going with skills because right now with skills the way they are, you're just a one-man army. There's there's not even a need to have anybody else. Right. And I think what they're starting to do is they want skills to be complementary, not primary, which is cool. I love the skills, and I'll, I'll still use them like they're going out of style. But I think they should be a little more complementary like they were in the first one and a little less standout. Like, I honestly don't use my guns very often. The only reason I have them is because they have skill-based uh, talents on them. And that's why I hold them. Um, but I, I think they introduced this a little bit too, with some of the gear sets when they introduced uh, tip of the spear, um, aces and eights and negotiators dilemma where these were, uh, gear sets solely based on, they benefit you, but they more benefit the rest of your team. And like, I just recently put together a negotiators dilemma, one that gives everybody else oodles of explosive damage and it just gives me more armor so i'm running around sucking up all these bullets boosting my armor meanwhile everybody else is getting all these explosive bonuses and to me it sounded kind of like that's the direction they're going with some of the arm with a lot of the armor sets they're coming out with is they want them to be um mutually beneficial not just a like a one-man army scenario like kind of like what hardwire is
0: Dude, I still have not gotten one piece of hard wire, so I can't build it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I grinded that out as soon as I found out that was the skill based gear set. Uh, that was the first thing I went after. Is I needed to find that gear.
0: Um, like I said, I'm a little bit of an oddball. I like, um, I like my weapons damage. I like my crit hit chance. I like my crit hit damage. Um, but I also really like skill power too. Uh, I love having the striker drone and just. I mean sometimes I even forget I have it but uh you know a lot of times I just like having that like it really helps out in a firefight it does a lot um mm-hmm. the regen one is nice but I'd rather have a second gun in the air
2: you know I yeah. was I was in that camp doing 2 million damage with an assault rifle and but I couldn't keep up the trace damage numbers with secret mine Ninety-eight million skill damage.
3: And that's on a slow day. <laughs> if we run <laughs> heroics, I can use I can pull three hundred million pretty easily in a in a mission, depending on how long it.
0: It's crazy. Uh unfortunately we gotta <laughs> kinda of wrap this up. So uh is there anything you guys wanna throw in there that we didn't cover?
3: Uh no, I I think we covered most of it. Yeah. Um the one thing I would say is for anybody who's right now grinding out trying to get all these exotics and stuff, put that on hold real fast because um, <laughs> the one thing they did say that pissed a lot of people off is that you're not going to be able to upgrade your exotics. You have to basically just leave them behind.
2: Nope. Oh, you gotta you gotta grind out new ones, including the Eagle Bearer. Yeah uh, I never I haven't done the so, yet, so
1: what you're saying is is they took a, a note from Bungie and
2: are making <laughs> anything prior to completely useless.
3: Basically, yeah. yeah, except the nice thing with the with the exotics is if they're still using the same upgrade system where you need the exotic components to upgrade your exotics, um, you will now, depending on how many exotics you have, like, I'm going to have 20-some-odd exotic components to play with finally. Yep. I don't even have any of those. So, that's my only recommendation. It's the only thing I'm doing right now is trying to grind out exotics, but I mean if you've got other things to do in the game, leave those exotics alone. they're not gonna help you out
0: right,
3: save your frustration. Uh, I just
2: got my pair of b t s
0: all right guys well i wanna i wanna thank you guys for jumping in and joining me for the division two stuff and uh joining out in the podcast.
3: yeah I'm sure, thanks for having me. uh yeah, I wanna
0: thank the rest of you guys coming out too and thank you all for listening
3: catch you guys later see ya
2: peace bye penis